Hi. <laughs> I know Hi. when I press record, I'm not even gonna. I haven't been saying nothing because I'm just waiting for you <laughs> to do your Borat. What's up, everyone? Welcome Hi. to another week of Res Hockey. I am Trev, and with me, as always, is Mr. Daniel Major, yeah. aka Bush. Who's uh it's seven o'clock in the evening and this guy's already in his bathroom. What's up, Bosch? I love being in the house, Colt man. It's it's very, very comfortable. Underrated, if you ask me. That's to why answer, you're in, to answer your question, I'm doing good. That's I, why you're I, in I your bathrobe. Too. Yeah. What do you wear underneath your bathrobe? Do you wear just your gitch or the shirt or are you just gitch? Well, right now I'm I'm uh I got my sweatpants and stuff gray sweats. On, but... Gray, gray sweats and up top i'm sporting just the house coat nice you have a hairy chest no i got three hairs on them same here maybe you got a couple of hairs around i got a couple of hairs sporadically all around but i but i got three i got maybe six six tops <laughs> and they're all over the place they're not <laughs> together no that's the one thing like you don't Maybe ninety percent of niche guys they can't grow hair on their chest. Yeah, you're one of few who can grow a beard though. Apparently, I see that like a full fledged beard. You, I know. You see people that? that have the uh, you know the the, the patches, speed, the patches, but oh. or like the the cat whiskers mustache. Yeah, but you can grow full. I I got the full beard for whatever reason. What the hell? Maybe I'm uh, I'm. Jay Meet Singh's long lost cousin. Probably. <laughs> the NDP leader, in case you guys don't know. Uh oh, well, last night at uh, yeah, our old timers. Um, my first game, well, I skated two hours. Like, second hour I skated with Bush's team. Yeah. Uh first game I played against my team name is called the Hawks, and we played against Greg Rickford on the other team. Greg Rickford is uh MP MPP. Yeah, or the Kenora writing, he's a conservative, and there was times where I wanted to go. He's in the corner. I wanted to go in the in the corner and just crunch him, just smash him into the boards. That's that's for uh, tell Ford. What what's our premier's name? Yeah, uh, Doug Ford. Doug Ford. That he's uh bleep and bleep 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 bleep. Or even just tell Ford that we even exist up here in the north northwest. Yeah, true northwestern Ontario. There's more to Ontario other than Barry, Ontario North. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's funny how people in Ontario just don't even consider us in northwestern Ontario. No, but uh, that Greg Rickford, he was pretty chippy, man. He was <laughs> he was throwing his body out there and like rubbing guys out, and like this is old timer, settle down, man. <laughs> Typical politician. <laughs> so, so yeah. Yeah, episode 73. Uh, happy yeah. to be here for another week. Happy to join you guys. Thanks for joining in. Uh, we are on Treaty 3 traditional tor- territory, home of the Anishinaabe, home of Dennis Major. Yeah. Uh, our guest for episode 73 is from Mistissini, Quebec. He is a former junior and pro hockey player, and he's currently, what would you consider him? What did he? Uh, Snowcross. Snowcross yep. racer, mm-hmm. uh, Silas Nipash. So it was a good interview. We, we had we sat down with him, 
earlier this evening and man that, that's cool what he does so yeah um yeah for you snowmobile lovers those uh if you love snowmobile racing this is this is the interview to listen to it's really cool um because of the week because of the week for episode 73 take it away dennis major we our cuz of the week uh um has been nominated by his buddy who's his and buddy? His, hey, i'm trying to pull it up here <laughs> oh my, all my notes are all messed up now <laughs> i don't uh wait a minute to all our listeners, I apologize for this. I am completely unprepared. This is not very professional, Trevor, to do this to me at last minute here. <laughs> You're very unprofessional. Yeah. You're inconsiderate. <laughs> uh, one of our listeners by the name of Como Rogers reached out. He wants to nominate his buddy, Corey Adams, from the <clears throat> Amjinan First Nation near Sarnia, Ontario. Apparently, he is leading the leader of their Sunday morning pickup skates in most wipeouts. That's a good stat. That's an important stat. You should be proud of that. You own that stat, man. Yeah. Even if you're, even like, even if you're, uh, I can't remember what's going with this. You got to own your stats that you set like that. Yeah. Just be proud of it. Just like Bush, old timers yes. hockey. He. Holds he's he's uh he has an important stat that he's in he's in the way of the most shots. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, it's not most shot blocking, but he's just yeah. Holy <laughs> <laughs> geez, after you got off okay, I played with Bush's team last night, the Copperfin, and he got off the ice early for some unknown reason. I don't know why. There was like 10 minutes left. I don't know if he was mad at me for hogging the ice, but he left early. And I took a shot right in the calf. Oh, oh man. Last night, it was so, it, it cramped like in the middle of the night. Oh, I hate, I hate those shots. And I had, no, I don't know what, I don't know why he was still shooting the puck so hard. Like he was still trying. It was like a couple minutes left in the game. And, mm-hmm. But I stupid me, it was I turned. I if I would have, it wouldn't have turned. He would have hit me in the shin pad. But my fault for turning last second. <laughs> so I was cramping quite a bit last night. It's pretty sad that we got to drink so much water and Advil every time we, before going to bed after playing hockey. Yeah, that's okay. So how's your uh, how's your shoulder feeling? Uh, it's getting better every time. Uh, I gotta keep up with the physiotherapy. Obviously, it's uh, it's getting good. It's, How come you don't I'm, wear shoulder I'm, pads? I'm, I'm almost at thirty percent. <laughs> your skating or your shoulder? Both. <laughs> Combined. How come you don't wear shoulder pads? Um, that's a good question. I haven't worn shoulder pads for some reason in about twenty-seven years. Would you ever go back to wearing shoulder pads? I would if I could find the right pair, like uh, like those old Coopers. I got a pair of those old Coopers. I would wear those. That's not going to really protect your shoulder, though. No, that that won't protect the muscle that that's pulled because it's an interior. It's like it's an internal injury as opposed to getting a bruise, right? Like yeah. A shot. I think you're faking it. <laughs> 
Who out there thinks Bush is faking his injury? Oh, at least it's not on your right shoulder. You'd be like so screwed. You'd be just. I wouldn't even playing. No, you'd be no. totally not wiping the whole area. Ah, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, NHL All Star Game was was happening this past weekend. Did really? you watch any of it? Nope. I actually, I was talked to one of my friends. Um, I think I watched the All Star Game. Was when they had that glowing mid, puck. Remember mid that part? Mid to that was early night. That was mid nineties with the fox glowing puck. Oh yeah. Actually, you know what? Yeah, the last actual All Star game was probably late nineties that I actually sat down and watched. Why is that All Star game so boring nowadays? Like, are they trying to attract like the American fans or the younger fans? It's it's so boring. Like one of the skills competition they had, they were outside by the beach shooting pucks at a at surfboards. I know. Or they played golf, like. <laughs> I think they gotta be take it more serious, right? Yeah, yeah. You're there having a good time, but still, you want to put on a good show for the fans and no. put a little effort in it. Three and three and three is fun, but put some effort in it. Take a body out, take a hit, give a hit, slash somebody. Uh, on ESPN Classic, they had the 1980s. 1980 all-star game and it was it was a good game there was more body tracks in that all-star game than it is in today's game like guys were rubbing out and they were slashing each other hooking us that was actually good to watch like a a game like that i think reggie leach was on that team was on that game uh gordy howe was on that uh was in that game so a lot of uh Good players back then, but it was it was good to watch. I was like, why can't they put a put the same effort in today's game like they did in 1980, which was a long time ago? Though, Bush was probably like 25. (laughs) (laughs) But the only cool thing like about the All Stars game is having the players and like taking their kids on the ice and yeah. Have them take part of the game and stuff like that, which is which is cool. Unless you're Russian, yeah. Did you see Ovi? Uh, yeah, ripped by Ovi Hasek about like why is his son out on the ice yeah. after what's happening in Ukraine and happened to all the children over there in Ukraine. So it's okay. I'm just gonna say this, and this is all I'm gonna say and mention about what hap- what's happening. I agree with Dominic Hasek. He 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 is right in the sense like a, like a Russian kid is free, having a time of his life, having fun while there's kids in Ukraine are who unfortunately passed away, um, and they're just I don't know how to say it. they're they're fighting for their lives and that and things aren't the greatest happening in Ukraine. So I don't know. You know what you know what I mean? Yep. Oh yeah. And that's all I'm gonna say. So um 
it's ever okay another part uh ever since that ukraine russian war has happened it's been hard on our family because paul is ukrainian so um it's hard to see things happen to your spouse's uh mm-hmm. home country um so because paul is a second generation canadian but her her grandparents came over from ukraine so it's it's tough i don't like watching it on the news no. so and that's all i'm gonna say about that just okay and we just keep on praying for ukraine and the country and the people so yeah. so with that being said uh Question, should res attorneys have enforcers? I know this is completely night and day to what we were just talking about, and but I want to know. People want to know. Should res attorneys have enforcers? Yes. Is Just for the body contact tournaments or just... Oh. Um, they should have a, a grinder for the non-contact. Something that and definitely for contact, you gotta have uh, you gotta have Probert out there. There's a lot of tournaments where some tournaments you just get the g- game ejection from that game. Mm-hmm. Some tournaments you're gone for the whole tournament. I think from an organizing organizer point of view, you gotta have to have fighting because it's gonna uh, attract yeah. fans. It's gonna attract. More money for you in the gate, right? Yep. Knowing that, okay, uh, say uh, John Morasti's coming to a tournament. Um, Derek Parker's playing in the tournament. Um, Conrad McKay's going to play in the tournament. Those guys are known enforcers. Well, Conrad's a all-around player, but he can throw them down too. So if you know these players are coming to play in your tournament, so... Like you know, there's going to be the odd scrap here and there, so that's going to bring people to the to the arenas. So, um, I think everyone wins, well, except the guy who gets his face punched in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but still, uh, yeah, I think fighting should be allowed. Just give them give them five minutes, five minute yeah. five minute major for fighting. Let them continue to play the game. But I think. Player, I mean, coaches and players just have to be smart because, uh, say a team's losing seven one with a mi- two minutes, a minute left in the third. You don't want that enforcer out to, no, cause ruckus and cause a whole lot of n- nonsense, trying to fight everyone going crazy, right? So, I think that's the only thing that I wouldn't want if, if we if. If there were fighters, enforcers allowed in res attorneys, just it's I I've uh in Brandon, unfortunately, at the U18 game, there was a kid that it happened. They were losing 2-1 with with 15 seconds left, and he decides to try to fight the whole team, and it oh. just totally ruined a good game because it was a 2-1 2-1 score in the finals, and this kid but this kid decided to take the game in his own hands and totally try to fight everyone it was it wasn't fun to watch but but i think i can see enforcers getting just as much as like your thousand in a room type of player right because they play they play big roles right yeah so 
We should make a res hockey top five oh, enforcers. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, next week. Next week. Do we it. should do it. But yeah, yeah. yeah for enforcers were told they they would totally cut down the stick work, right? The mm-hmm. hacking, the the slashing, the hooking. Just like a Bobby Probert back in the day. Yeah. I love, love Bobby knows. Probert. He was my favorite uh, enforcer back in the day. Oh, is everybody's. Thing is, he, he he would rack up 16 to 18 minutes a game. Not as an enforcer, but as a, like a solid second, third liner. And he, he would put up the points. He played in the NHL right. All-Star game. Yeah. So he could do it all. Uh, this past weekend, there was a tur- youth minor hockey youth. tournament in Dryden, Ontario called Little Bands Hockey Tournament. Uh, for those who aren't familiar with it, it's reserves north of Thunder Bay north uh, in northwestern Ontario. Um, this tournament, like I saw a lot of posts on people's Facebooks and social media and and a lot of th- things happened during the U18, which is midget division for the boys yeah. U18. Uh, you had a couple players that played like like uh, house league and organized sports. Well, there was a lot of these, a lot of the players who live up north don't play organized sports. And the kids that played organized sports and in like urban areas were body checking to the point where they were almost hurting the kids that weren't playing hockey. No. Like what should a tournament do when you have kids who play in a city or a town, uh, organized hockey compared, uh, when they play against kids who live 500 miles, 500 kilometers North in a, uh, in a reserve where there's no organized hockey. Yeah. Like, like, should there be hitting? No, I don't think so. No. Because someone's going to get hurt, right? They're really hurt, yeah. And that's what I was watching videos, and a lot of these kids were just hitting hitting these poor kids that don't play body contact hockey. <laughs> and they were getting, like, it was like Scott Stevens hits, like Nicholas <laughs> Cronroll hits, where the kids were yeah. just getting smoked. And I was feeling bad for these kids. And the sad thing is, there was a lot of fights. It's, I don't know, I think that tournament has to do something because one of these days, someone's going to get hurt. And it's something that you don't want to happen to your kid when you're no. when they're playing. And they had refs who were way smaller in size to, compared to the players. And they couldn't break up the fights. It was... It was, I don't know. I don't like watching that kind of stuff. And like, who's it, whose fault is it when there's things like that happen, like outbreaks, like fights, line brawls, and stuff like that? Who's uh, who's responsible for that? I would say the coach it has a big impact of it, but maybe I don't. But at the end of the day, the also it has to be your influences. Like your parents have to step in, and whoever it's the. You know what? You can't do this anymore. You just can't. It's not. It's not cool. It's not. You're not. It's not good. Yeah. Uh, I think they have to take a note from the little NHL. 
uh, hockey term in Ontario where they have a competitive division where it's hitting and they have kids who play um, competitive sport, competitive hockey, and they have a recreation division where they don't have hitting, right? You got to start dividing these teams and these players who play in cities and towns compared to kids who live on the reserve and don't play organized hockey. Because one of these days, someone's going to get hit like to the point or they're, I don't know. I don't like to say it or think about it, but it's, it's going to happen. It will happen. And unfortunately it's just, it's going to be some kid that. Some poor kid who doesn't play organized body contact hockey. So someone who shouldn't be out there. We're not, we're not saying little bands is bad. Um, we're not talking down on anyone, but um, we just want to make sure everyone who plays the game is safe, responsible, and th- it comes down to respect. You got to respect your teammates and who you play against. Yeah. Because, like, if I don't respect my th- my opposition, then who knows what I'm capable of doing, right? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm it. sure if I don't respect Bush and old timers, then I. He's not sure if I'm gonna hit him in the head or take his knees out or spear him. So yeah. it's about respect, but I kind of respect him, so I won't do it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <coughs> oh, excuse me. Okay. Whew. Uh that was a really uh, heartfelt um a comment. Bit of a rant you got going it on. was. Yeah. It's a it's a good rant because yeah. Yeah, it comes down to parents, coaches. So talk to your kid before you go to the rink. Let them talk to them about respect, respecting the opposition and his teammates and the boundaries, right? Everyone has limits. Everyone has boundaries. Don't cross them. Respect. So, oh, excuse me. With that little rant, rant and rave. As <laughs> no. it, rant and rave. <laughs> Let's uh, head over to our interview with Silas. Let's go. Let's go. Reds Hockey would like to introduce you our guest for episode 73. He is from Mistisney, Quebec. Reds Hockey would like to introduce you, Mr. Silas Nibosh. Welcome to the show, man. Cool. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, let's get to it. Um, how did you get started in hockey? Oh man, it's, just, it's like everyone else, you know. Uh, hockey was with the with the family, and and just picked up the stick too and started skating. Yeah, that was it. Did you? Uh, where did you play your minor hockey? Did you just play play on the res, or did you? Um, just right up till I'd say Pee Wee. There's a little uh, non-native town about an hour from Disney. Uh, I'd say most of the kids that grew up playing that playing that town was Pee Wee Bantam. So right up till Midget. It's a little town called Shibugamu. Uh, I grew up there, and just right up till Midget left uh, to play Midget AAA in in, in Midget. Um, midget league. 
triple a midget haven't heard that in a while it's all u18 but uh the the midget triple a is one of the best midget leagues in canada now uh, how was your experience playing in amos 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 Amos. those are one of the best times in, you know growing up right it's just every everything is just hockey you know hockey in school i'd say it's probably the, the most fun i had you know no worries and just basically just play hockey you know is it and it wasn't too far from home well still it was still quite a drive it was four hours from home so Family and friends came down often. Listen, it wasn't too far. Well, I really enjoyed it. But we were the furthest team up north, and most of the teams were from the Montreal area. So every every road game we had was more than six hours. So it was it was quite an experience. You're on the bus every other weekend. You're at home every other weekend. So it's it one of the best times I'd say in my in my hockey career. I remember they used to have I'm not sure if they still have it. They used to have a big minor hockey hockey tournament in Amos in April. And I think it was my first year midget. We uh went I went with a team from Moussini and we got into this big line brawl, this team brawl, and um Moussini got banned from that tournament. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been Holy shit, it's been over 25 years, so 25 years ago, but I'm not even sure if Moosini ever got the invite back. <laughs> That's my Amos story. <laughs> well, Amos and Valdo are really close together. I don't think Amos is as big as the one in Valdor. Yeah. Um, but I remember back in the day, Amos was, was pretty big, too. Yeah. But I think that I don't think anything beats what, what Valdor was. Valdor hosts and uh, the one in April too. Yeah, the previous years they had to split that tournament. Like, Brimball had their own tournament in October, then hockey had their own tournament in uh, in April because it was that that big. They had to split it up. So I, I don't think Amos is that big anymore compared to what Valdor minor minor tournament looks like now. After Amos, you went to play uh, with Shakutami and Valdor in the queue. How was it playing in the Quebec League, Quebec Major Junior League? Uh, well, the, my first year junior when I left Major AAA, I, I did go to camp. Uh, I got cut. Um, I did play first year junior in, in Junior AAA in Kahnawake. Okay. That was really fun. I, I had so much fun in Kahnawake. Um and the following year, I went back to camp in, uh, in Shikudami. I got sent down again. And I was, <laughs> was kind of running out of time, too. And uh, I was getting old. And I got called up two weeks after they, they sent me down. And But, yeah, it was fun. You know, like, growing up around that that region, too, Shikudami was always some, like a dream for me to play. And I ended up playing there. But, you know, I didn't. I didn't play much. I didn't have big numbers, but you know, still, it was still a pretty awesome experience to to be in the same division with the Quebec Ramparts. You know, all those cool team, cool teams around, and I definitely had fun in, in Chicoutimi. How was it playing so close to home? Oh, it was awesome, and like, like those inland inland communities in Quebec, like Chicoutimi is like the destination for like. 
you know, shopping and stuff like that, I'd always see familiar faces, you know, from 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 my hometown, and it was like almost almost every game a native was there. You know, it was it was pretty fun. Um, you don't hear much of the Quebec, uh, junior A league. Uh, you s- spent some time there. How was it playing in that league? That junior A one? Yeah. Um, it's, it's pretty good. Like, I think it's very underrated. I feel there's a lot of, well, it's, it's pretty typical. A lot of, a lot of players there end up playing Canadian university, like around Montreal, because there's like, you got Concordia and Montreal and, uh, McGill. So a lot of players from from that area that I know went went to go play on University of Hockey. After I think it's very underrated and it's really competitive. And I know that they every year they play that little showdown tournament during Christmas time. Quebec always does pretty good in that tournament, and I think they won a couple of years straight too. So the Junior AAA League and say I'd say Montreal because most of the teams are on the Montreal area. It's it's, it's pretty underrated league it's pretty good i played it for actually what two seasons two full seasons okay because i didn't i didn't i didn't make as a 20 year old in the junior, junior major and then i went back to junior triple a okay that following year and i really enjoyed it you know i finished my my i started my junior career there and i finished it there so it's pretty sweet <clears throat> um res attorneys who are some of the teams that you've played with oh uh, bunch of people uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh the freddy tournament uh was a cross leg i helped out last year uh the year before that when the chiefs won i was with them that year but usually back home like if my team uh, doesn't end up going uh, you know for a team someone will pick me up so that helped a bunch of people <laughs> Uh, who who are the, some of the best players that you played with and and against oh, these uh, res tourneys? There's so many, man. It's, the talent is crazy. It's unbelievable. You know, like last year we had a really good game against uh, Norway House. Oh yeah, I think it was a showdown on Saturday night. I think. Yeah, we were there. <laughs> we were there at that game. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was such a good game. We played against Blackwater and Rabbit and who's the other guy? Was there? Uh, Jesse Dudas and uh, Colton oh, Yellowhorn. Yeah, Yellowhorn. Yeah, that was that was a tight game, and that was like it was one of the fastest games I ever played. It was it was physical. It was I don't know. Took me back ten years playing it. <laughs> <laughs> lost, the, lost my breath a couple of times. No, but you know, but. That's just one of the games that the people I played against too, and people I played with, you know, believe it or not, you know, Vern Cooper, man, is an awesome player. Just dominates. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. Sometimes he, you're going one direction, he's coming right behind you, and all of a sudden you don't have the puck. So <laughs> scoop it up under you, and oh man, there's this bunch of like even the guys from uh, out east there, Pesamet. Oh, there's a couple guys on that team. are just, just, just workaholics, man. You just, you can't outskate them. And Jean-Luc Harbier, man, just the guy that just will whiz by you and just will shoot from anywhere and score from anywhere. 
Do you think there's a much like a big difference from uh, Quebec style hockey to like Manitoba hockey, Saskatchewan hockey when it comes to res tourneys? Oh yeah, there's there's a difference. You know, if if, if you've been around to a couple tournaments, you'll you'll notice the difference. And I I think the big difference is the physicality. Like, yeah. That determines in Quebec, like there's no body contact. You know, like well, pretty much everyone everyone came down from junior. Everyone played body contact, but. Once res res turning start, there's no body contact, and when you go out west, it's the physicality is different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'd say you know a lot, a lot. There's a lot of good skaters in Quebec. That's what I noticed too. Well, even out west too, it's there's a difference. That's what I always said about like I played a lot of tourneys in Quebec, and I played out west, and I've noticed it, it's more of a skating skating technique, uh, like scoring. Stick handling, everything's kind of yeah. a little bit better in Quebec compared to out west. Yeah. So, but no, it's not. You know, like it's not out west that are that you know, they're not any good, or it's yeah, it's it's good in their own way. You know. Like, yeah, it, it's different in a way. It's hard to compare, but once yeah. you see it, you'll understand it and you, you'll know it. Yes. So right away. Yeah, we don't want. We're sorry if we offend you, uh, Western Westerners. <laughs> we don't mean it. You're all good hockey players, but it is it is different when you see it. What did you think about that hit when you guys played Cross Lake on uh, Brady Keeper? Brady Keeper, oh, man, it was you know it was it was a hockey hit, but you know, uh, a tight game like that, you know. How was it playing with Brady? How was he in the room? Oh, he's 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 an awesome guy, man. He's I sat with him, cool dude. Just an awesome hockey player. And just the shot that he has, man, it's just a rocket. You know, it's, it was cool to play with him. Yeah. What about uh, Conrad McKay? The guy's a legend around pretty oh, much man. all over Res Res uh, the Res Tourney circuit. The guy's unbelievable. He's still in his forties and he's still playing. Like he can play, like he can play against, yeah, he could play against anyone, man. Just the the vibe he gave in the room is like he knows everything about hockey and the guy you listen to, man. He just you know, it's, it's, he's good to be around with. You know, he's good with any team. I think anyone should pick him up if if he's available, man. He's you see, you, you need those kind of leaders, you know, they, that know the game, you know, that know the rest hockey because you know this he's a good guy too. <laughs> I spent I spent a lot of time with him when I was across state. I, we drove around and you know went for our lunch and supper and just, just down to earth and just overall he's a good guy and he has his kid there that's coming up, really good too. Who's got the best res rink? Quebec. Oh, in Quebec, yeah. Um, Quebec. Uh, Actually, in Quebec City, Wendaki had a fresh one, and it's pretty good. And most of the Cree communities in Quebec, they got they got rinks from uh, brand new rinks over the last ten years, I think. So they're pretty decent. Ours is pretty good too. In Mississippi, we had we had a tournament. Was it two weeks ago? Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, we yeah. we packed that thing. Nice. It was, it was, I think the capacity is what, 2,000, Oh, wow. I'd say it was, 
it was close to selling out the whole thing. It was, oh, it was there's a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> I know Women G is coming out, coming out with the brand new rink that's next season. I think. Oh, nice! From the, from the pictures of it, it's gonna be really, it's gonna be really sick. Uh, who did you play with that weekend? Hey, Miss Disney. Yeah. Uh, Miss Disney. How did you guys do? Oh, we lost in the semis against uh, KZ there. KZ Bulls. Oh, yeah. Uh, was it KZ Bulls? No, it's yeah. KZ Gas now. I think. Oh, is it? I thought it was the Bulls. Oh, I don't know. I think it's the Gas now. <laughs> what no, about... we had a really, yeah, it, was, it was a close game. A uh, couple goals down after, then we kind of shifted everything. But I think right from the start, it was a really good game. We lost against them in the semis. They, how they, was my... they, they had everything. They, they gave oh, yeah. everything. Yeah. You know, Tobias was there and Tobias was just ripping everything. And... How was my buddy Abe Jolly doing over Abe there? Jolly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you still know Abe trying to throw a saucer from the goal line to, to the other blue line there. <laughs> <laughs> You'll probably hear this after. <laughs> <laughs> I've known Abe pretty much my my whole life. Uh, we're Moose Factory boys, so I've uh, I was playing in Timmins when he was coming up the ranks, playing with minor hockey. So I've known, yeah, I've known Abe for uh, quite a bit. So <laughs> oh, I I've known Abe too when the, like the first time he moved to Mississippi, when he came from Junior, I think he was from, from OCN. He came down, I think. I think so, or Brockville's yeah. or some one of those. Yeah, yeah, I think the like the first year he came back, he played senior hockey right away in uh, Shibugamo. and that's when I knew who he was because <laughs> my 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 dad was actually uh, he was an enforcer for that for that league too for that team in Shibugamo. I just been friends with Abe ever since then. Played hockey. <laughs> so. Good guy, good guy. All right. Uh, you played for West Wanapi in the Freddy a few years back when the Chiefs yeah. won the championship. How was that experience playing with West Wanapi? Well, that was awesome, man. We had we had a really good group, and we had Vern, uh, Alex Cooper was there, uh, Josh Blacksmith. Our goalie was Adam Shalifu, I think. Yeah, it was, and we just had so much fun, man. The whole weekend, everyone just you know like didn't want to waste time, didn't want to waste money. Going all the way over there, you know, we just you know, we played really good. We had a really close game. We played OT on that showdowns you play on Saturday night, the do or die games. We played OT against the uh, who was it? I want to say Norway House, but it wasn't a do or die. But I think if we had lost, we had a win. Would have been out, but we won an OT. Oh, against Norway House. Yeah, that was a tight game. No, sorry, Ochap. We played against Ochap oh, that Saturday Chap. night. Yeah. Then we we met Norway House in the semis. Yeah. Then we played Cross Lake in the, the finals. So we had a really tight group there. It was, it was a fun experience. Sun that Sunday. I've never played a Sunday like that. Just <laughs> <laughs> those back to back games, man. Like I had to run out after the quarters. It's like I'm not gonna survive this the semis <laughs> the finals are gonna a thirty minute break. So I actually went out and went to go buy a pop and a candy bar. 
but I had freaked out. It was just to, to get some energy in me. <laughs> like Gatorade and Gatorade and water wasn't cutting it. <laughs> yeah, but that was uh, that was a really fun tournament. Uh, are you going to be going back to Saskatoon for the Friday and this May? I'm not sure. We we kind of missed the, the the deadline for the for signing up as a as a hometown. So my hometown's not probably well, well, it's not in the group this year. So it's still questionable. Snowmobile racing um, is huge in Quebec. Yep. Um, tell us about. Uh, what do you call? I don't know. What, what do you call it? Do you call it rally racing or? Oh, cross country. Cross country. Cross country racing. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, it was used to have snowcross too. Snowcross is a little different. It's like you know, you do like one kilometer laps and you know, race for ten minutes and stuff like that. But cross country is a lot different. Cross country racing is like uh, you can race up to two hundred kilometers to four hundred kilometers in a day. Um. It's been always huge in Quebec, you know, like even the Skidoo, like BRP, the factory is from, is from Quebec. So it was, you know, no one shied away from that. And everyone knew what snowmobile racing was in, especially in the Korean Nation too. I know Chesapeake is really, uh, really big into racing too. Uh, especially, well, in Miss Disney, believe it or not, uh, we had a local race when COVID happened. Miss Disney had 90 participants just from Miss Disney because everything was closed off. Like no, no one can come in from other communities. Yeah. And we had a local race and there was 90 participants just oh, from Miss wow. Disney. And all of those snowmobiles were like, you know, not even three years old. And it's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> How much is an like an average snow snow machine for for that type of racing? Oh, I don't know where to start. <laughs> it's just the modifications, not mo not necessary modifications, but accessories that you need to buy. You know, like it's it's better safe than sorry. You know, yeah, you just set up the the shocks and everything, and, and get good skis. A full setup can probably play around to fifteen to twenty k. That's one snowmobile. Yeah. That's, so when you go into a race like that, how many snow machines do you take for a weekend? Oh, I got at least two, two oh. that are always ready. You know, I got one that kind of ride with just for the race, and it's have similar, similar one that's you know it's kind of back up and practice with it. And, uh, I've been racing for a number of years now. I think this is my seventh year. So I've been I've been making my way up. You know. Getting sponsored and stuff like that. Uh, actually, Polaris is actually sponsoring my sponsoring me now. Oh, nice. FXR gear, so that gives me a hand, you know, getting that little little discount. It helps yeah. here and there. <laughs> oh, I bet, yeah. Especially when the gas prices were expensive, right? Well, they're still kind of high. They're, they're, like we have to use Super Two, so it's oh, almost like. Dollars. <laughs> 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 we go about least just for the race. Um, say about so forty, about eighty liters, eighty to hundred liters per race. Holy, holy jeez! That's not including like practice and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's it's costly. It's a, it's expensive sport, but you know. 
we've been doing it for so long. We know how you know how to prepare for it. And, you know, fundraising and stuff like that. We do it. We we do it all like all year round. Um, I started racing actually when my hockey kind of like kind of slowed down and right after junior, because I played semi pro right after right after junior for a year, the North American Hockey League. Oh, okay. Yeah, I played a year there, and uh, right after that, and I just bought myself a snowmobile because my dad was a big snowmobile guy back in the day too. And this is how I pick it up. It's nonstop right now. <laughs> Squeezing awesome. the race here and there. <laughs> <laughs> I actually yeah. uh, this year I started the uh, started playing senior again, and you won't believe who uh, who my teammate was. Who's that? Tall Brichere. Oh no way! <laughs> yeah. So, well, I actually only played what three, three or four games this year. So there's not there's not a lot of games in that league. There is senior senior double A in uh, that Lake Saint Jean region. Yeah. Um, I think it's like four four teams. They're only playing Saturdays on on every weekend. Uh, I met Brichere back in. Uh, Earlier this year, played one game with him. He wasn't there the other games I played with. And just two weeks ago, right after the Disney tournament, that's that. That's the same weekend he got he got suspended for that punch <laughs> yeah. he threw out. <laughs> yeah, I and saw that on the news. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't there the game I went to go play after. Oh, <laughs> 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 for sure, man. He's an awesome guy, and it's like a coach, it's like that Reggie Dunlop. Oh yeah. Man, he's a good guy. He's a really good hockey player. Man. You, uh, you know that that hit he threw. I kind of don't blame him. Well, no one deserved it, right? Yeah. Uh but the, the amount of disrespect he gets from other players, especially from other teams, is crazy. Wouldn't people wouldn't believe what people say to him? Like he, he keeps his cool a lot, but you know. That was just, you know, it was people are just over exaggerated what really happened in that game. But he was getting taunts from even from the fans, like wow. the whole, like the whole team just, you know, like you know, they had some sympathy for the guy, but then again, you know, like the other team didn't didn't stop saying saying things that he shouldn't hear, people shouldn't hear, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you could only take so much crap from That's, the fans and the players before you snap, right? Like, yeah. I would I would have done the same thing. That's what he was saying. <laughs> like, you do do the same thing. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Just one word or one look and that's it. <laughs> oh, my sure is a really good guy, man. All right, that's good guy, to hear. Yeah, he, he's, he just wants to play hockey, man. But anyways, he's 50 years old now. He's a really good hockey player, man. He, he, he can skate, he can shoot. He just wants to play and people just come around poking poking the bear and yeah. It's gonna get someone's gonna get one. <laughs> <laughs> um, what advice would you give to any young racers coming up? Oh, young racers? Yeah, or players. Oh man, just just pick a sport and enjoy what and enjoy doing it, you know, like you just same thing with hockey. You got you to gotta love it. You got to put some work to it, you know. Nothing will be handed to you, you know. Um, and it's the same thing for racing, too. Like, um, 
it's a very exciting sport, you know. If you're an adrenaline junkie, it's it's perfect for you. <laughs> um, but it's, it's the same thing. Nothing will be handed to you, and you know, I had to work my way up to to what I have now. Um, took a lot of hard work, a lot of sacrifices. It's it's no different than what you have to give to hockey. You know, like here I am after a few years trying to go compete one of the biggest races and snowmobile races in the world as an individual cross country race. Um, like I said, it's no different from any other like hockey and racing. You just got to give your time and, you know, work hard, you know, finish school. <laughs> school is, <laughs> yeah, you got to finish your school. And yeah, that's just it. Just work hard and put your head down and just grind. Right on. Exactly. Uh, before we let you go, we'll finish our interview with what we call five rapid niche questions. Yeah. You ready? <laughs> uh, question number one, baked or fried bannock? <laughs> baked. <laughs> Uh, number two, ever use a door, uh, bed sheet for a door or curtain? For my garage, yes. <laughs> uh, Not my room. <laughs> <laughs> now, question number three, ever see Ernest Munias live in concerts? No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> question number four, Indian taco or Bannock burger? Oh, it depends. <laughs> Depends what day. <laughs> I'll have Fair both. Enough. I'll, I'll take both. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, fifth and last question: Can you jig? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry to say this, guys, but tough guys don't dance. Ask <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Silas, thanks for uh, taking the time uh, coming on coming on the show. I know you're uh, traveling right now heading to a thief river minnesota so we appreciate you taking the time uh and joining us on the show no problem thanks for having you guys it's awesome uh good luck with your racing and uh hopefully we'll ho meet up in person one of these days cool man looking all forward right. to it all right take care man all right take care guys <laughs> hi oh, hey guys welcome <laughs> back from our interview that was a good interview. Uh, it's mm -hmm. cool to see um, hockey players uh, after their hockey career or while they're still playing hockey, mm -hmm. that, them doing other things. And that racing must be fun. Oh, yeah. Driving I'm for a, I'm, I'm not a big sledding guy, but I've been on sleds like that. And for the, for the 10 to 15 seconds that I confident enough to do it, it's a lot of fun. So I can. Those guys must have just a blast doing that. Like driving 400 kilometers. Like, I know. And like, in two, well, so that's like what, 800 kilometers, give or take, in like two days of driving. Yeah. That's crazy. That's, that's cool though. So good, good, good for him for doing that. And yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, this week's Res Hockey Top Five. This was actually, uh, Someone messaged me on Facebook and uh, Foster Browning, uh, his name is, and he's uh, 
a mine worker. So yeah, shout outs to all the mine workers out there yeah. who's, who are listening, uh, who are working hard, like 12 on, 12 off, 12 hour yeah. work days. That's, that's a grind. So uh, definitely grind, man. I know that I've been there. Oh yeah. So Foster uh, message and he asked and he said, uh, top five generic pop brands, res pop. <laughs> <laughs> So, because uh, uh, growing up, we always drank generic pop. We never had. Once in a while, when we would steal our parents' pop, we'd have a pop brand like Pepsi or Coke. But yeah, my parents were Coke drinkers back in the day, and we used to, and they used to with my dad. He used to make like he knew when we'd take a pop because I don't know if he counted the pop or just knew something a pop was missing, but. So yeah, we always got stuck going to the corner store with like a quarter and buying a pop. Remember when pop used to be like the generic brand used to be like yeah. 10 cents? It was good. Yeah. There was some pop that were better than the actual like the name brand, the big the big name brands. So uh thanks Foster for uh this week's Res Hockey top five. Okay, top five generic pop brands, res pop. Uh number five. Uh this is more to people who live on like uh border towns, I guess, because this is a, a US pop brand, but like I've drank it because I lived well when I used to live in Fort Francis, Ontario, right on the Ontario, Minnesota border, they used to have this pop. It's called Fago. It, it, it was good. Really? Yeah. Uh like you used to go to International Falls, Minnesota, and it used to be cheap, so just bring it back across and uh, the kids, the kids liked it, and just as long, just as long as it was pop, the kids didn't care what brand it was. And he used, we used to give them, hey, it's a special treat here, some uh, Fago pop. So, <laughs> uh, number four for Res Hockey, uh, top five generic pop brands. Uh, number four is the Walmart brand, Great Value. Um, my mom, like Great Pop. My mom told me that. Great value uh, orange pop is better than crush orange crush. Um, I don't. I was never a big orange crush guy, but I did like the grape pop. The like, grape uh, grape crush. Yeah. I um, um I like orange crush more than grape, but out of the uh, crush brands, I like cream soda the best. Mm. I had yeah. Maybe we should just. One of these days, go uh, make a video, go live on Facebook, and just have all these pop brands and have a taste testing, just all sugared up. (laughs) I never had the Coke brand. I mean, like the the cola, I guess you could say, the cola brand for a great value. I don't know if I would. Maybe I should try it just once. Uh, Number three is the Safeway brand, Compliments. Uh, I think Compliment yeah. is a brand with the northern stores too, which are in a lot of the northern communities and reserves. The northern store. Have you ever been in a northern store, Bush? No. You're not niche then. You're not a real <laughs> niche. <laughs> it's like uh, it's it's a department like a like a it's like a res version of a Walmart, I guess. But uh, great compliment. It's good. I had a can of cream soda two weeks ago at work. Yeah. And it wasn't too bad. So not 
that I would drink it or buy it, but it, it just happened to be free and I grabbed it. It was pretty good. So Safeway brand compliment. So that's a Northern brand too. Uh, number two for top, uh, top five generic pop brands. President's Choice. Oh yeah. They have good, good drinks. Like we grew up drinking President's Choice uh, Coke or Cola. And it, it was not too bad. Like ginger ale. They have good ginger yeah. ale. Because we have a no frills here in Kenora. And it's always on, like, you can get it for, like, a buck 25 for a two-liter. So, so it's not too bad. So, yeah, number two is President's Choice. And the number one brand for uh, generic pop brands, Cot Pop slash RC. Remember that? I remember the RC Cola. RC Cola was good. Yeah, I remember it. <laughs> it's the same brand, Cot Pop and RC. Um, long time ago, you could buy a Cot Pop. And Moussini and Moose Factory for a dime. Holy. And, and they had the type of uh, pop can where you could, they had a little hole you could pop in. And they had a, that's before the fancy cans. Like you had to push down the open to pop the hole. Oh, yeah. The drink oh, out of. Yeah. yeah. RC Cola, I only see that in the States now. <laughs> Maybe when we go to the US in what, three, four weeks, we'll, yeah, we we'll take a, a we'll, We'll buy a couple and take a take a picture. So, yeah. So, I mean, I've drank all those generic pop, and nothing's wrong with it, really. I never. Pop's expensive now. Everything's expensive. Yeah, for sure. But uh, thanks, Foster, for this top five list. If anyone has any ideas for a top five list. Give us a shout. Let us know because we're all more than happy to uh, uh, talk about your top five. So. Yeah, we will. Um, oof. All right. Question. Answer. Somebody, somebody asked, should a team that you're playing for in a res tourney, should a team ask you to stay sober during a tourney? So if we were, if we were, I, I getting, think they should. If we're getting picked up for a big tourney, say we're getting picked up for like Dakota, uh, the tournament last week in Brandon Winterfest, or say yeah. the Freddie or North American. If a well, team asks us to stay sober, should they? Well, if Wasty calls us to come play the Freddie, but we got to play sober. I'm playing sober. I'll stay sober all weekend. Damn right. They're asking. They're taking. They're betting on you. To, sh- to perform yeah and you can't i don't care who you are who you think you are or how good you think you are playing drunk you can't definitely sure you, not you can you can probably have a couple good shifts here and there by your recovery time uh-uh you're exhausted and you're gonna make stupid mistakes later on that in the game and you will not be able to perform so yeah absolutely i think a team they can and they should ask you to stay sober and if you respect them like you think you do then Respect their wishes and stay sober all weekend. Yeah, because in the way they're investing time and money yeah. in you, right? Mm-hmm. Their main object, their main purpose is for the team to win the tournament. And yeah. for that to happen, you have to stay sober. And is it so hard to stay sober Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Like three like, days, they're asking. Like if you can't stay sober three days, then maybe you really should think about your life. 
I, I'm not trying to make light of any situation, but if you can't say sober Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, then really think about choices that you're going to make. But like I said, like let's say you you have what on the average what twenty maybe thirty shifts a game. Okay, so if you're if you're drunk, you can play maybe two or three shifts. But I guarantee you, by your or by your tenth or fifteenth shift, you are definitely not. Your cardio's not there. Your mind's not there. Your reaction's not there. You are just like you may as well not even show up anymore. And then yeah, you just because their money, uh, your money, and your own, and their time, which is which is a really really um, piss off. Yeah, because what they'll pay the entry fee. Mm-hmm. The team fee, then they'll pay your admission, then the hotel, yeah. and they're yeah, and so they're really investing in you to have a good tournament. And mm-hmm. like you said, you're not gonna play a hundred percent when you're <laughs> have a couple of drinks and hungover. And so yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you that it's okay for teams to ask the, for you to stay sober, and if you can't, it's it's a shame because you're giving up so much. You're giving up something that someone, another player wished that they could do, right? Be on yeah, a good absolutely. team and play with good players. So that's uh, that was a good question. So thanks for uh, – I like it when people ask us questions like that because it's mm-hmm. it's cool. It's, it just shows that everyone has an opinion to things like that. And so, so that's a good one. I like that one. But, yeah, if you're going to play in a tournament 20 for 20 – 20 grand, 30 grand. Damn right. You better say, yeah, I'm going to stay sober and just <laughs> yeah. focus on hockey. I mean, that even comes, comes to what you're eating, right? Like, yeah. are you going to eat healthy? Or are you going to eat greasy arena food? And or are you going to eat a salad and just take care of your body? Cause yeah. that's a good question because a lot of these times you're playing three games a day. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you, like, you, yeah, and you don't want just to, to go out three or four shifts. Like, you want your whole 20, 30 shifts a game, and you want to be able to recover for the next game quickly. Because, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I think I think more teams should be asking their, their players players that seriously, right? Because why why waste money if, you're, if these players aren't going to do it? And if if they're not going to do, there's a lot of more talent out there for players who are willing. So I would rather have a player with less skill who would stay sober for me rather than a player with more skill and who will play hungover all weekend. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that was a good question because I know a team in Brandon that, um, Team to uh, Lane Stars that won the championship. They they were so they were asked to stay sober all weekend, which they did, and they they end up winning the tournament. So it just shows you that it is capable, and people teams can do it. So, um, advice. I got one thing I want to say. When you go to these tournaments this year, this winter, make sure. You go visit family. Uh, I kind of had to learn the hard way when it comes to visiting family when, like, during hockey tournaments. Uh, a number of years ago, I went back home to Moose Factory, played in the tournament that, that they have up there every February. 
And instead of me going to visit my grandparents, I just drank Friday, Saturday. I drank. And by the time I Sunday, the, the, uh, the term was over, I just, I went home and I didn't have, I, I, I had time to go visit them, but I didn't Mm -hmm. just alcohol kind of took over. And I remember my, my, my grandpa asked my granny, why isn't, why isn't Trevor visiting us? And she said, just leave him. He's out with his friends. And my mom told me that story and it just, it kind of, it hit me hard and I felt really guilty for a long time. Um, Especially after he passed away, um, my grandpa was always a big fan of me and, you know, come watch me play all the time. And it's just, it's just, I wish I could, could have went to go visit him instead of sitting around with friends drinking. Um, it, I used to beat myself up and just think, oh, I should have went instead. So my advice is for you guys, um, go visit family, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, if, I unfortunately made the wrong choice, wrong decision to to go drink with friends rather than visit my grandparents. And I would do anything right now to go to have a visit with my grandpa because I miss that guy every day and he's not here with us no more. But just really visit friends, visit family, and do it do it without alcohol because yeah. sometimes we make the wrong choice and I made the wrong choice and something that I. I regretted for a long, long time and took me a long time to really let go of that. So that's my advice for this week. That's another rant. I'm really, <laughs> really killing it this week with the rant and rains, eh? Yeah. So uh, what else? Uh, 14th annual Muskego Cup is happening in Timmins, Ontario. Um, when these youth are playing these uh, hockey tournaments, we... They've been they haven't been happening in the last three years due to this pandemic, right? Um, everything was shut down, hockey tournaments canceled. So with all these tournaments happening again this year, let's go out there and support our youth. There's a lot of good talent out there. Um, all like from U nine all the way to U eighteen. I still get confused with that U eight like U eighteen, yeah. like U U sixteen and. U11. Mm-hmm. But go out there and support these kids. These kids are our future, future chiefs, future councilmen, future teachers. So go out there, support, pay the five, ten bucks to get in and watch them because they need our support. Because they love it when people are in the stands, right? Yeah. Anyone loves loves it when you're playing in front of uh in front of fans, in, in front, front of, of fans, fr- yeah. friends and family, right? So uh the tournament's happening throughout Timmins. Uh the there's what the McIntyre Sportsplex. There's the Whitney. I can't remember all the arenas and Timmins, but go out there February 17th to the 19th. Uh, go out there and support these young youth. Uh, this year's uh, is every child matters. So go out there and watch some good yeah. niche hockey. It's going to be kids from all over Ontario, kids from Quebec. So it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Um, I'll be there. So come see me. I'll sign sign your hat or the eight by ten that you'll have of me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have those. Uh, you remember the old old school Red River X? Those all those uh, 
imprinted mirrors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sign your stick. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Anything else before we uh, take off for the week? Watch The Last of Us if you can. You will not regret it. That's all I can say. The lo- and that's on Amazon? That's or on that's HBO. great? HBO? HBO Max um, in Canada, and uh, I think what is what's it in the states? Hulu, Hulu, Crave? yeah. Okay. Or Amazon? Do they have Amazon in the states? Yes, they have Amazon. Uh, I've been watching Hell's Kitchen, Gordon Ramsay's show. What season? Fourteen. Which one's that? Uh, it's the one happening now where the winner gets the cook be the head chef of Atlantic City. Hell's Kitchen. I think I, wa- I think I watched that season. It's like just happening now, man. <laughs> They're down to the final three. Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. So that and Your Honor, that's a good show. Yeah. If right. you like Law and Suspense and that kind of uh, TV show, that's a good show. It's the guy, Brian Cranston, off of... Uh, what's that show? Breaking, uh, Breaking Bad. Bad. And The Gangster's Daughter. She plays Governor Dutton's uh, assistant in Yellowstone. Oh, speaking of Yellowstone. <laughs> Here we go again. Here Another go. rant. And with that, folks, concludes our episode. <laughs> uh, Yellowstone to end schedule with scheduling this dispute yeah. with Kevin Costner. Plans for Matthew McConaughey spinoff. Yeah, well, they... It, it, it's only a, sh- a shelf life. You can only do so much of a cowboy life, really, before it just gets old. Like five seasons so. is good. I thought maybe they they could have ended it after three seasons. Yeah, I maybe wonder like, if like they could have written the story in three seasons, but but how like can this. you do a spinoff though? Like, what are you going to do for a spinoff for Yellowstone? Well, there's other have, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jimmy. No, what's that? <laughs> the hell's his name? Uh, Rip. Rip be the head of uh, Yellowstone. Oh yeah, maybe. Or uh, or or the son becomes the the governor. Casey. Or oh yeah, yeah, Jamie. Yeah, I don't know. But are you sad that they're gonna end Yellowstone? Um, as with all things, all good things, as with all good things, come to an end. Yeah, I think they're kind of a season or two over what I think they should they cap wanted. it on five. Yeah. Five seasons is good. What about that one episode, like 1883 or the, the next one? What is it? Nin- 19- 1923. Has anybody wa- Have you watched that? Has I anybody- haven't started watching it yet. Oh, you know what? There's It's good because it's relatively new. It shows uh, KU listeners. You... Uh, you people that don't understand what what horrors of that happened in residential school, they I promise you they watered what you see in this series. They watered down for uh, for TV. Really, I promise you. They Why watered, did they do they that? Watered like, it down. WTF? Because, because uh, right wings and left wings, they don't want to know. What's, yeah. They they don't really want to know what what happened. They don't want to tell and, the truth. And they're afraid to know what happened. No. So so when the so when the boarding school scenes come on. Know that it's watered down and that it's uh, dialed on a lot for. Uh, oh, I bet I could only imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 
I don't know if I want to watch yeah. it now, but I'll watch it just to see if you're you're correct. Uh, with that being said, thanks again uh, for joining us for another episode of Res Hockey. This is episode 73. Three. 73. Is it 73? Is it 73? One. Yeah, 73, man. 73. It's funny how we have to check every week. Double check, yeah. So if anyone has any uh, Cousin of the Week, if you want to be Cousin of the Week or know of anyone who wants to be Cousin of the Week, shoot us a message on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. YouTube, Twitter, High Five, MySpace. Yeah, just shoot us a message. Or if you have a top five idea... uh, you want to share it, shoot us a message. So yeah. we always appreciate you guys reaching out to us and asking questions and just just asking and talking. And I I have so much fun interacting and meeting a lot of you. So thanks again for all your messages and keep keep them coming, guys. So uh, we'll see you next week. So everyone have a good week and take care of each, take care of each other, love each other, and respect each other. And don't R-E-S-P-E-C-T. share water bottles. S P E C T. Yeah. Shut up! I was drinking out of someone's last night at hockey. Was that your water no. bottle? Nope. I didn't have a water bottle, so I'm not drinking out of water bottles now. Oh, damn it! Until I get my own one. I'm telling you, man, I live by it. Damn it! I shouldn't have drank. That must have been Dan's water bottle then. <laughs> damn it! Yeah. All right. Yeah, don't share water bottles, especially with it's it's still around. Flus yeah. get a cold. You never know. So. Yeah, take care of each other and we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.